Welcome to the Fantasy Sultans once again. It is week number 15 in the NFL, otherwise known as the start of fantasy playoffs. I'm Trip Rogers, along with the Hall of Famer Mike Sheck, and we have made our playoffs. The goal every year is for us to make the playoffs, and we are there, ladies and yes. gentlemen. Yes, yes, Fantasy we are. Sultans League. We are in the playoffs. One of uh, two of the six teams that made it, and we will uh, face first round opponents this week because we're on the bottom half of the seeds. Uh, we didn't get the buys in the first week, um, and, and you know it was kind of surprising because down the stretch. I, I feel my teams really started playing well, and oh, lo and behold, I made the Best Buy League playoffs too. Of course, kind of, a, I kind of backed my way in because I played the worst team in the league, who had Matthew Stafford starting as a quarterback, and, and uh, we know that Matthew Stafford has not played a game in three weeks, and uh, I kind of backed in with a win, and the guy who uh, finished in seventh position, a little bitter, a little upset that I won mm. because the other guy didn't do anything down the stretch. And I, I, you know, listen, you're always going to have owners that do not, you know, lose interest because they put their money in and they know they're not going to win and they stop working their teams. I get it. I understand it, but you know, you gotta, you gotta fight your way through the season. Even though if you're, you're the worst team in the league, which we never are, by the way, I want to mention fantasy Sultans. I don't think we've ever had the worst. Oh no, that's right. I was worst team in the league last year in Best Buy. It rarely <laughs> happens. So we'll, but, we'll but, say that rarely happens. But where I'm going with this is I still was working my team, even though it was a lost season for me, I was still working yeah. my team yeah. and I'm pretty sure I won a couple games on the stretch and, and I, I think affected the playoffs because somebody missed, but that's why you got You got to stay in it. You got to keep in it. Listen, there's a reason why they play every week. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys were a double digit favorite on Sunday against the Texans. And they needed some last minute heroics from Dak Prescott. I know fantasy's not the NFL, but on any given Sunday, mm -hmm. you know, what's coming next, Mike. And what was coming next last week for me, I needed a win to to, to seal the deal. But uh, for me, uh, I got in by the skin of my teeth because I ended up with the same record as another team in the league. Now, you may recall last week, I said, when and I'm in, and I lost. So due to head-to-head -head records, that other team I had beaten in the regular season. So there's the advantage for me to get in and get the sixth seed. Um, now, I had thought maybe it came down to uh, total points. Uh, Trip, you and I were talking, and that was not the case. Uh, it is not total points. We had said it should definitely be head-to-head. -head. That is the rules. The only way it should be total points is if you have three or more teams that are in a tie position, then you have to decide it by total points. But uh, uh, it, it always should be head-to-head -head record, which... Uh, yeah, that's the case. And and that's one of the things that you know, league smart league manager is going to be on top of that and look at that. And there's also, and I've seen this in different leagues because uh, different structures, uh, you, you can set it up to have a couple of different tiebreaker scenarios and what the scenarios are in what order. And I'm, I'm trying to think of what um, uh, software I saw it in. And I want to say it was, Yahoo, but it could have been uh, NFL.com. But you can set up the tie-breaking mechanisms. 
And again, part of it is it's kind of like the NFL. You have three teams tied. It's this. And then they go this and this. If it's two teams tied, it's head to head record. And then it goes, you know, uh, divisional records, that kind of thing. That's how it is. It is done. But you have to set your tiebreakers up ahead of time. And that was something that, again, sometimes it doesn't come down to that. Sometimes it does come down to that. And if it comes down to that, you know, you hope you're on the upside of it like the Hall of Famer was, not the downside like Johnny I was. Johnny I, who, of course, had quarterbacking issues. <laughs> and we'll yeah, talk about yeah we'll talk about league management of course uh playoffs are very important this is a uh you treat this as clean slate now so it's a week-to-week basis and you were talking about building your roster well not why not use the waiver wire each and every week if you need it to maybe help you out and i don't want to say you know run with the flavor of the week player because i don't know if that's always the best case scenario but if there's a player that you think will benefit then that's where you go ahead and make the moves and you may have to make the moves uh this week because of some significant injuries russell wilson in denver suffered a concussion brett rippon uh filled in for him under center you had another quarterback suffering a concussion that be Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. He's questionable this week. Wide receiver Debo Samuel for the 49ers carted off the field with an ankle injury. He's out the next two weeks and depending upon his recovery could be back by week 17 wide receiver in Cincinnati. T Higgins has a hamstring injury. His status is questionable for Sunday's game against Tampa and Denver's Mike Boone has a high ankle sprain. He is out for the remainder of the season. Rough injuries, by the way, on Monday night. Those were just all the injuries on Sunday. On Monday night, you had uh, Kyler Murray suffer torn ACL. He's done for the year. It should be interesting. We'll have to talk about this in our offseason special, but it should be interesting if he's ready to go next September because we all know ACL injuries take up to a year, nine months to a year. So will he be ready by September? That's going to be the way. The big question. Also, Ramondre Stevenson, ankle injury, questionable this week too. Significant injuries could be hampering your lineup. You need to make those changes, and that's why in just a little bit, we give you those import-exports. Actually, it's all imports. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's it's true at this point. But the other part of this, Mike, is also as you get to this point of the season, again, your roster should be set, and you've got to have guys. Now, Ramondre Stevenson is one of the guys who I've counted on over the course of the last few weeks. Now, I'm going to have to get somebody off the bench. And if you're lucky, you have somebody off the bench who you can replace him with. But the other part of this is, you know, Rondell Moore, who I, I think you didn't you export him a couple of weeks ago? Well, last yeah. week or the week before. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is now out for the season. He's been out for a couple of weeks. They have put him on IR. He's done for the year. And some of these players who are on teams that really are not going anywhere, they're going to shut them down for the rest of the year. Cooper Cup's another one of those players who, again, great numbers, but he's had an awful year. I mean, this year has been one to forget in the Ramland. You know, coming off a Super Bowl win, I mean, you go from the penthouse to the outhouse. And that's what you've got to also watch out for because – Some teams may make some moves to try and evaluate some players over the course of the last few games of the season. Of course, one of those moves was made 
in Atlanta. Desmond Ritter is now the starting quarterback. They have gone away from Marcus Mariota. He was not happy. He also is going to have surgery, something he needs, and uh, you know that that he's done for the year. But if you have Atlanta players, I mean, you've got to think that that offense is going to take a step back. But I also think Atlanta thinks that you know they don't really have a shot at the division title, although. Technically, they are still alive. Of course, with the bye week last week, that's why they made the mood with Desmond Ritter. And also, real quick, we got to mention the issue in Baltimore because I don't know. I don't think Lamar Jackson has been cleared yet or is back yet. And Tyler Huntley is still, or Huntley is still um, uh, concussion protocol, but it looks like he's trending towards playing this week. You know, again, that's not necessarily, I mean, Lamar Jackson could affect you directly, but. The Baltimore offensive players, this is also going to have an effect on them if they're going to have to go to their third-string quarterback and they're not going to be able to use uh, Huntley as their quarterback. So this, these are all things you need to play. Oh, yes, and did we mention, of course, next two weeks you have games on Saturday? <laughs> did we mention that? you, you got to kind of pay attention. You know, This is where things start to get a little tricky here, uh, and, and, and we'll talk about that in the end. But let us uh, move forward with our import-exports, and as you said, it's all imports this week. I'll go first. First off, hey, sexy Rexy Burkett yeah. is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, for the Houston Texans. <laughs> sexy Rexy is back. Well, of course, rookie Damian Pierce, uh, you know, ankle injury early in the fourth quarter, and he uh, came back, did not last. Basically, uh, it looks as though he is out for this week. He's going to miss at least one game, and that means that uh, Rex Burkhead is probably going to take over and get a lion's share of the uh, carries uh, with that backfield for, for the Houston Texans. Now, the Texans are playing out the string. I mean, let's face it, they have nothing going on, and it's not I, – I would not necessarily say Rex is a, you know, top-tier guy to get, but if you are looking for a running back and you need somebody maybe for this week, you know, again, you mentioned some of the injuries, Mike. This could be a guy to pick up. Sexy Rexy Burkhead, you know, once again, we're back with, uh, you know, we're banging the the, the Burkhead uh, drum. Elijah Moore in New York. Now, this has been a disappointing year for Elijah Moore. Everybody thought he was going to be very good this year. In fact, a lot of people took him with the thought process that he would work really well with Zach Wilson. Well, it's now Mike White as quarterback, and Elijah Moore said he wanted to be traded halfway through the year, and he was in the doghouse of Robert Sala. Well, Elijah Moore has kind of had a little bit of a resurgence, and he's got a chance to be fantasy relevant now because Corey Davis left week 14 early with a head injury. He has not made his way back. And of course, it was Moore who was the top receiver for the Jets. He had six catches for 60 yards. Now, the thing of it is, is the offensive coordinator for the Jets, Michael Flores, cut down on the number of wide receivers in the rotation. But I do think that Moore and Garrett Wilson are going to be the guys who get it. Mike White is probably going to play. Davis out of the lineup, it looks as though. So he is not going to be able to play. And he could also miss next week's game because uh, Jets are on a short week and they will play Jacksonville uh, a couple days before Christmas. So this might be somebody, if he's available in your league and he is available in three quarters of the leagues, 
Uh, pick up Elijah Moore, wide receiver. You're looking for a tight end. Who isn't looking for a tight end? I mean, everybody's looking for a tight end these days. And you may have fallen asleep on Jawan Johnson of the New Orleans Saints. Now, Johnson had four games with 12 or more fantasy points in a five-game span. Injured his ankle week 12. He had to miss week 13 against the Buccaneers. But he returned to the lineup. Uh, he returns to the lineup out of the week 14 bye. Great matchup against the Falcons. He posted 43 receiving yards in the season's first game. It looks like he's limited in practice so far this week, but he's trending towards returning. He'd be a guy to pick up if you're looking for a tight end. Those are my imports, exports. Let's go to the Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck, who's going to have his imports, exports. Yes, that's right. And really, we mentioned about exports, and really, you should only be exporting a player if they're hurt or severely bogging your roster down. All right, uh, I'm going to start with uh, running back Marlon Mack in Denver. You recall a little success from Mack when he was in Indy? Well, now he's in a Bronco uniform and saw three carries for 15 yards, two catches for 62 yards, and scored a touchdown. Mack is now the number two back with Mike Boone out, and he could start taking away some carries from Latavius Murray, who struggled mightily as the starter. Add him to your roster as he favors, as he has a uh, favorable matchup this week against Arizona. Let's go to Cincinnati Bengals and wide receiver Trenton Irwin. Yeah, Irwin only had two targets last week against Cleveland, but he managed those uh, two targets to turn into catches for uh, 58 yards and a touchdown. Now, the last time I did the math in a PPR league, that's 17 points, and that's all he needed. Good job for Trenton Irwin. Now two touchdowns in the last four games for Irwin. And the good news, he may see a bump in value with injuries to T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Hayden Hurst. Of course, he could remain or emerge into being the number three fantasy wide receiver in deeper leagues if Higgins and Boyd remain out. Continuing with the tight end, Evan Ingram in Jacksonville. Another import. Ingram was a fantasy stud last week. That was an understatement. He was amazing. 11 catches, 162 yards, and two touchdowns on 15 targets. Really becoming a go-to target for T-Law. And now he has 22 targets, 162 yards, and three touchdowns over the last two games. Import Ingram, and Dallas is going to have a hard time, I think, defending him this week. Maybe you're in need of a defense. Why not the Washington Commanders? They're available in 44% of the leagues. They play the Giants this week, much to your dismay, but uh, oh, only geez. the 49ers have more fantasy points than the Commanders. And uh, the last go-around with the Giants, Washington scored seven on defense. I think the uh, upside was a bit higher here, so uh, they are definitely a good pickup. Finally, I want to give you an import player with an asterisk. Running back Pierre Strong in New England. Now, Strong had a strong performance last week against Arizona, carrying the ball five yards or five times for 70 yards and a touchdown, along with two catches for 20 yards on two targets. But here's why I'm saying an asterisk. Ramonde Stevenson got hurt last week. We talked about that. Damian Harris, who's dealing with a thigh injury, did not play. So if either of these two players are a go on Sunday, and right now Stevenson missed practice on Wednesday, Harris was spotted at practice, listed as questionable, then Pierre Strong could be a mistake picking him up. But it would not hurt 
to take a potential lottery ticket on strong as long as you have the roster space. So monitor that situation very closely. And like I said, strong would not be a bad pickup. All right, let's talk about fantasy management. And uh, I think it has to go with being alert. I think that's the key as you're going into the playoffs. Last week in the Miami-Los Angeles Chargers game on Sunday night, Tyreek Hill recovered a fumble by Jeff Wilson Jr. and scored a touchdown. However, this touchdown did not show up in most league scoring, depending upon league scoring situations. He had a 57-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown, and that did not count into Hill's points. That's because your league may have not had a different scoring category opted. Now, here's what you had to do. It had to be done. Commissioners had to handle the situation manually. It was not an automatic thing. Now, ESPN, Trip, you and I talked about this. ESPN did make the adjustment. CBS did not. And here's where the tricky part comes into play. You have to basically say, hey, he didn't score that touchdown. He wasn't awarded those points in the stat lines. He wasn't awarded the 57 return yards for, um, for a touchdown either. That's a big difference of 11 points and could cost mm-hmm. you a matchup. So mm-hmm. being alert is very important this time of year. And, you know, this was like one of those rare situations. We don't see this very often where the fumble recovery is, is not awarded. But in this case, it wasn't. I, I don't know why. Maybe it was just a uh, a rare situation for Hill to recover a fumble score a touchdown. I, I don't know. Or, or it's one of those things where it's not built in your league. So, yeah, I think I think like I said, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. Knowing the rules of your league to a T is very important. And in this in this case, if you're a Tyreek Hill owner, you may have benefited. And if you didn't speak up, well, it could have costed you. The one thing I would mention is always check your, um, and I know they do this in Yahoo, and I think yeah. they do it in ESPN too. They have a you have a running count of what's going on, a live play by play, and you can see who's doing what, and it will tell you who does what. And if you follow that and you see something that is not, such as that touchdown awarded, you could sit there and you can uh, you'll you'll know about it right away. I'm not saying you sit there and you watch it the entire time, but again, knowing what happened and how it happened and what to do about it yeah. are is what you have to do. And there's a limited window that you have really to say something because again. The weeks now are so short. You know, Tuesday morning. I remember. I remember the old days when the a week started at what six o'clock in the morning, uh, or maybe nine o'clock in the morning on um, Tuesday. Actually, some leagues I think it was noon, and you had a waiver period, and then you would you would do the waivers yeah. on yep. uh, Wednesday. Um, but again. Now with the shortened calendar, and again, that Thursday night game every single week, you know, you've got a limited window where you can say, hey, wait a minute, what's going on? And especially now that we're into the playoff hunt. And here's another thing also to look out for. And with the um, uh, w- with a lot of these fantasy leagues and, and, and fantasy uh, programs now using an app on your phone, People don't pay attention. They see, oh, I've got a game. I'm playing this guy this week. Okay, fine. Well, the problem is it doesn't specify you're in the playoffs, you're out the playoffs. And if you're out of the playoffs, you should not be making picks. I remember (laughs) in our infamous Rat League, 
the year that we won the championship, teams that were out of the playoffs were making moves. And I missed out on two players. I thought we were going to lose the league because of that. Because I'm like, why are they doing this? Well, it's because the last week of the season, you can play wherever you want to. Well, you know, at that point, I didn't care. I won the league that last week. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jimmy Steele won. And I said, huh. Congratulations. You win the, you know, you win the afterthought bowl. I won the big money. Show me the money. Let me have the money. I'll take that. But anyhow, having said that, uh, there's got to be a mechanism and league managers should do this because I know our buddy Matt Lee is pulling his hair out because he couldn't do this in the Best Buy League that I'm in. And you got it. What you do is before the season, you set a number of transactions and make it something astronomical. Also, make it something easy to add up to. I mean, I use the number of 100. And it's, listen, I don't think anybody had over 30 transactions this year. So it was kind of easy. But you set that up before the season starts. And then when you hit the playoffs, you just do that last week and you total the number of transactions equal 100. They can't make a move if they're out of the playoffs if you have 100. And again, I'll have to do that again this week because two teams will basically go out of the running because it's a 16 playoff, top two or bye, and then the two winners this week will go on, and they'll play also the following week because we'll have a third and fourth place money. That's how you do it. And if you run your league, you've got to – I mean, listen, this is something that took a while for me to figure out. You learn different things. The incident of five quarterback Steve, we learned you have to place <laughs> limits on the number of people you can draft in a position. You know, these are the lessons you learn as time goes on. And the number of transactions is something I've learned over the years. And I pass that along. You know, you just set this up. And again, you set it up at a high enough number that nobody's going to come near it. And then all you got to do is just zero the, you know, add in the number of transactions because most leagues will allow you to uh, manually change your transaction counter. Again, ESPN is really good and, I, and intuitive and, and that's what I use. But again, that's all you have to do. Just add those transactions up. It equals 100. They can't make a move because it says you only allowed a hundred transactions. And then somebody's going to say, Hey, wait, I went, uh, trans I went to do waivers and I couldn't do it. Why? Because you're out of the playoffs. <laughs> your, your season's done don't bother <laughs> you know don't call us we'll call you you know we'll call you you need to pay us end of discussion you know <laughs> that's kind of the way it works out but it, it's about league management also and again these are the tricks that that we've learned over the years you and i in running this fantasy sultans league and in in running our leagues and that's something you have to think about now it's a lesson that you learn as you go along um you know the other the other part of the problem you have, and we talked about it earlier, you know, people going through the season, you gotta have people be involved through the end of the season. Even if they're one in 12, you've got to be involved. You've got to work. You cannot sit there and just abandon your team and have, uh, again, um, I, I'm going to bang on my daughter because she was such a disappointment this year. Um, and of course, by the way, I, I wanted to mention, you know, we made a big point of she drafted a kicker in the second round. Guess it was on by last week. <laughs> that kicker. Yes. That kicker. Yes. So, and, and, and the kicker she put and, in the, kicker, and the rest of her bench, <laughs> the rest of her bench too, but the kicker she put in was not on, was cut from the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers, you yeah. know? So I just, you know, she had by, and she had a wide receiver on by, 
because she had nobody on her bench. And it's like, okay, you got to kind of, you still got to work it. You know, I, I, again, I knew I was going to win. If I didn't win, you know, you'd be doing the show solo. It'd be the Hall of Famer and the Hall of Famer because I would be dead. I would have killed myself at that point. You know, I'm losing to somebody who starts people on by. Yeah, that's depressing. That's very depressing. Anyhow, having said that, no, I'm only kidding. I don't, you know, I, I get it. But anyhow, uh, the other thing we want to talk about in terms of, of managing your rosters, and again, you have to keep this in mind, okay? This week, there are three games on Saturday. So remember, depending on your league, and in most leagues, it's usually kickoff time. You've got a game at 1, 4.30, and 8 on Saturday. So you've got to make sure you have players who are questionable or whatever. You've got to look at the um, uh, inactive sheets because, again, uh, you've got a couple players who are questionable. Now, next weekend, there's a Thursday night game. Then there is, are games on Saturday. And then Sunday, you have three games. Then you have a game on Monday night, too. So you need to keep that in mind. Next weekend would be in most leagues, you're talking about the semifinals. And if you're alive in the semifinals, you don't want to make the mistake that I did a few years ago. So it was a championship game. I didn't have a quarterback in my starting lineup. Needless to say, I lost the championship game because I was a dodo. I notice you're not saying anything. <laughs> hey, I notice you hey, have nothing to say. You, live, you, you live and learn. You live and learn. That's we we all we all make the mistakes, and and that's why you know you but know you we live and learn. <laughs> I am not the Hall of Famer. Well, you're the Hall of Famer, and the reason is because you would not make that mistake. But anyhow, you're there. No, but, but again, that's the other thing. That's the other thing you've got to kind of consider, and you've got to keep in mind. And so I just I recommend that. Uh, as, as you go along, uh, just make sure you've got your players and your ducks in a row and you're ready to go. Uh, again, next Thursday night's game is Jacksonville and the Jets. So, again, I, a lot of people. And, you know, you mentioned uh, T-Law, T- Evan Ingram. Yeah. And you mentioned it real quick, I wanted to mention this, but Evan Ingram finally showing the promise that he never showed with the Giants. <laughs> just want to mention that real quick, though, you know, but I, I don't know if the Giants, I, I, I don't know if the Giants are sitting there saying, oh, wow, we missed Evan Ingram. You know, he had a touchdown against the Giants earlier this year, but, you know, I, Evan Ingram, is Evan Ingram for real as a flash in the pan? As you said, he might be somebody to pick up because the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars seem to be hitting on all cylinders at the right time. Now, are they going to go to the playoffs? No. But are they going to make life miserable for some teams that could be going to the playoffs and maybe cost them a playoff berth? You better believe it. So that's something to keep in mind. And that's what they're playing for. They've got a coach down there who's looking to build. I think they've they've, they've taken a nice step this year. Um, But again, you know, I just realized, Mike, you know what next week is. Festivus for the rest of us. It is. What we live for. Yep. Fantasy Festivus. We will have the airing <laughs> of fantasy grievances. Oh, we live for this. In fact, we're going to start working on Fantasy Festivus right after we finish this. <laughs> I got my airing of grievances. I got my problems. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. And you're going to hear about it. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's coming, up ne- that, yeah. that is coming up next week on our Fantasy Sultans uh, podcast. And that is going to wrap things up. Again, for the Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck, I'm Trip Rogers. You got comments and questions, uh, give us, uh, send us an email at fantasysultans at gmail.com. Also, check out my other podcast, Trip's Take. You'll find it on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, and other podcast hosts. And if you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s with uh, a little taste of holiday favorites, listen to WTRS Radio powered by Live365.com. And we give you all the information you need. It is playoff crunch time. You want to be here each and every week. We want to help you win your league because we are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not.